This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, back here, betting the ponies, Bet Rivers Network, Monzo and Malusis with you. Another week in the book, but a couple of decent picks last out, and we're back here with a couple of races at Belmont at the Big A, and then we head out to Parks, the Pennsylvania Derby, uh, the Cotillion. Uh, Moose is uh, with us, and and uh, he's up in the tri-state area. So as we were talking just before we went on, most I, we could be looking at some uh, inclement weather. Uh, feels like we're back at Saratoga. Yeah, is it inclement or inclement? I have no idea. But rain's in the forecast. You're, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly right. It's supposed to rain. Uh, a lot of rain. I think it comes in. Uh, if I'm looking at the latest Doppler, uh, it's it's coming in, I think, later on tonight. Or I guess. I don't even know. But it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. I don't so, think the boys are going to I don't think the boys are going to have flag football. And I think there's going to be a lot of rain, a lot of rain in the Northeast. So that leads to some sloppy tracks. So, yeah, so how does that affect us? Well, if you do this podcast a day or two before the races and you have to plan for these kind of things, you handicap that way. And unfortunately, you have to stay away from turf races because there's a better chance than not that they're going to pull a race off the turf uh, when there's a yielding turf, uh, especially in New York where, you, you know, they're very sensitive and very uh, careful with their greens, with their grass moves. Is that true? Yes, they're they're very yes. They like to they like a nice manicured turf course. <laughs> Got to get yes, exactly. Good. Well, you look. You do that's exactly ball. what I think about when I think about Bel- Aqueduct or Belmont at Aqueduct or back. What do we call it? Back. Belmont at the Big A. B A Q. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Back. Back. I'm gonna, no idea. No, I think it's just back because it was if it was qua it'd be Q U, backqua, like aqua. Is that too much? No, I'm being a little goofy. Listen, oh. Belmont at the Big A is is, and you and I are both huge racing fans, but we like racing on the East Coast. I know you're down in sunny Florida now, where every day is a holiday and a celebration. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, that went down the wrong pipe. But um, listen, Aqueduct's not that great of a track, but we're gonna try and pick a, a at least we're gonna handicap one race today and try and find a winner. Yeah, there is a nice. If you look at race nine, Belmont at the Big A. By the way, can you edit out me coughing? No, I'm going to leave that in. Oh, thanks. New strain of COVID in the mix. Let's get Malusis live with it. <laughs> Dude, you never know. I'm in the city, man. Uh, race nine, Belmont's at the Big A. A nice one-mile allowance race on the dirt, Moose. And, uh, you know, so a pretty good field. I like a, a field with a good amount of horses. You do get a field of eight here. Some horses you even heard of. Set sail, quality horse. Uh, Abaddon, a horse uh, for Todd Pletcher with uh, Jose Ortiz on board. Fenwick, who we've played before in the past. Sundays with Sandy, a horse that we played uh, running up and down the New York circuit out of Keen Ice. Uh, good field of eight here. Uh, I think this race is wide open. Um, I certainly think if you throw some rain in the mix, it makes it even more wide open. Let me ask you this question before we get into this race. 
because some people have beliefs and some people have opinions. Well, everybody does who does horse racing. When you are in the position that you're playing a sloppy track, do you have a certain style of running you prefer? Do you like horses that draw the inside? Do you like speed horses? Do you like closers? How do you interpret how you're going to handicap a race that's very sloppy on, on the dirt? Well, look, it, you know, if you look at, say, the daily racing form, they'll have a wet number. The higher the number, the more, based on breeding, the horse is inclined to like an off track. So um, I'll look at that. I'll look at how the horses run over the conditions, not necessarily the race conditions, but the length of the race and the the type of track. And and oftentimes you, you want to watch early and see how the track is playing. Is it playing to front end speed? Is it playing to horses on the rail? Is it playing for horses coming out to the outside? How much rain did the track get in? Um, you know, was it sealed? Uh, was it floated? There's a number of different things you can look at from a handicapping perspective. I like to kind of see what, how the track is playing before I go out there and say, have a strong opinion in any particular race. And, you know, on, on Saturday, we, you know, we're going to be taking a look at race nine, as you mentioned it. Um, but that's kind of the way that that I handicap or take a look at see see what what the horse has done over sloppy track and whether or not the horse has the breeding to like an off track. So, yeah, I'm the same way. Um, oftentimes, I, I do think it makes a lot more sense uh, to be closer to the lead than being a deep closer. Uh, that doesn't mean it's, you know. That doesn't mean deep closers can't win these races. I've just seen a pattern where being closer and not having the mud slung up in your face is a little bit of an advantage. Uh, and when you look at this race, there is a good chunk of speed in this race. Set sail on the outside likes to be on the lead. Register, the six horse, Katie Davis, David Donk, likes to be on the lead. Certified lover boys closer up. A lot of these horses have shown some speed. So if you look at uh, a horse, I like the two, Looney Sima, who – if you, if you throw put a line through the last race where he just had absolutely no chance, no impact, off turf, off the dirt, off the, I'm sorry, wet dirt, he's ran really well. Um, and also, he's just off the pace, so he's not going to be sitting too far back. Obviously, I like the switch to Javier Castellano. Buyer speed figures are right in there. He's run against horses in this condition, you know, in this these type of races where $80,000 allowance race, $90,000 allowance race. So he's not moving up or down in in class too much, uh, gelded now. So a little bit of time off here for this four-year-old out of keen ice, uh, who was out of curling, who certainly liked running on the, uh, the wet dirt. So I think at a little bit of a price, uh, you know, eight to one in the morning line with a good chunk of speed to the outside. If, if Javier Castellano doesn't keep this horse too far back, I think at a nice price, you might get Luna Sima home and an off dirt off track at, uh, at Aqueduct race nine. Uh, I like the inside horse too. Sundays with Sandy, who again has run, you know, pretty decent on the wet. You know, Kendrick Carmoose is going to put this horse in position. So I like the two to one, two one exact, the eight to one, three to one on the morning line uh, in uh, race nine at uh, Belmont at the Big A. Yeah, I went with the I went with the four Abaddon. Uh, Jose Ortiz hops on a board. I ride Ortiz. Rode the previous two races. Um, three year old out of Spitestown. I think the mile hits him between the eyes. Got a great speed wet rating of four fifty two. Uh, has run raced on the front end, but doesn't necessarily need the front end. Uh, I think Abaddon could sit that second flight um, right behind the front end speed. You mentioned it. This race does have a lot of speed signed up. Sometimes in New York, jockeys play tricks, or uh, there's a lot of clutching and holding, and all of a sudden, what looks like it's going to be a contested pace, all of a sudden is no lone speed. So I don't think that's going to play out in race nine, but you never know. 
Uh, that's part of the handicapping that you have to go into it with an open eye and, and kind of vantage point when you're just looking at the way the races are being run. Uh, coming out of a you know 120 plus thousand allowance race at Saratoga uh, has been well backed each and every time. This uh, uh, trained by Todd Pletcher, written by Jose Ortiz out of Spitestown. Uh, what I expect to be an off track, I'll take Aberdeen um, a mile in race nine. Uh, at uh, the Belmont of the Big A, another allowance effort. I'll throw in your two underneath. I agree with you as far as uh, Sundays with Sandy. Another one that I would throw in, I would throw in Register. I know it needs a lead. Katie Davis, David Donk. Uh, what was that 93 that he fired at Aqueduct? Uh, two starts back. He's had a little bit of a break since then. Uh, ran at Laurel, I should say, and then had the break. Uh, didn't run particularly well at Laurel. Um, I'm curious. Good wet rating. Um, has run well at Aqueduct as well. I think you got to throw the six as well. So I'll go the four over the six to one in race nine at Belmont at, Belmont at Aqueduct. Uh, competitive knife uh, at Belmont, Belmont with the big A. I'm on the two, Lunisima and Moose on the four, a bad in. Uh, so let's play that exact, a two, four exact box, uh, eight to one over 72. Nice little price. Get you home in the uh, knife. Belmont at the big end. We're going to go to parks. Uh, I talked about this. So, Melusis and I, going back a long time, would talk a lot more, you know, before kids and, and hockey and, and all these, you know, things you have to do with your, your kids, would have almost daily conversations about the races. And one of the ones I remember the most are the Saturday morning phone call on the big day at parks. And that was the Pennsylvania Derby Day, in which there was five to six really good stakes races in New Jersey and New York. It kind of felt like the beginning of autumn. Weather-wise, I'm not going to really feel that in Florida too much, though it's a little chillier than it's been. Um, so, Moose, I would say this day of parks, I know it's going to kind of be sucky with, with the off-track potentially, but uh, this may be one of the, the best Saturdays in the fall uh, with a nice card up and down at parks. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you. And, you know, it's one of those races where you're going to see some really quality, um, you know, Phillies, Colts, older horses, myriad of different stake races at – at parks, and it's kind of a stepping stone to the Breeders' Cup, where we are what uh, five and a half, six weeks away uh, from the Breeders' Cup out in Santa Anita. So uh, out on the left coast, can't wait for that. You and I both love the Breeders' Cup—a tremendous two days of racing. But yeah, look forward to the Cotillion, which we're going to talk about race twelve on Saturday, and then obviously the big Pennsylvania Derby at a mile and eighth—a Grade One event. Uh, it's going to be fun on Saturday. Grade one cotillion as a mile and a 16th on the dirt. We expected, as we mentioned many times, uh, for it to be potentially sloppy with a lot of rain coming into the tri-state area, which will include Pennsylvania. Uh, going up and down the field, foggy nitros. The inside ceiling crusher, pretty mischievous. Two to one on the morning line, your favorite. Uh, just has been almost perfect up and down uh, the running line. Who's your filly for Tom Amos, a horse that Moose has liked in the past, and I think I'm going to like here. The five is a cult, six just Catherine. Defining purpose is four to one in the morning line. It's your seventh horse, uh, Amonra for uh, for, jo- for Saffy Joseph. Uh, draws the eight. Uh, Majestic Creed uh, is all the way on the outside. It's a pretty competitive field. A lot of the money is going to be on Pretty Mischievous because she's been really good. Uh, seven for nine in her career, has won in the slop as well. Uh, you know, to me, I mean, look, not to paint a grim picture, but – would not have won last out if there was not a tragedy at Saratoga. Um, not to say she ran poorly, but that's that's a fact. Um, I wonder, you know, if we're talking about the slop, which I've known she's won in, they've they've brought this horse in such a way that it's not a she's not a speed horse. I mean, she's shown speed in the past, but she's going to be off the pace. Uh, 
Um, I look just to her outside at who's your Philly gets Johnny V back on board here. Cause Johnny V on board here has run just about all these graded stakes races for Phillies. And if you go back to uh, her run last year at Churchill, mile on the 16th um, in the rags to riches just was ridiculous in the slop. And if she can get back to that, she might get away from this field and put them away. So um, I'm looking for a horse to get better here. I'm looking for a horse that appreciates the slop and I'm looking for a little bit of a price. Who's your Philly? Uh, Tom Amos, we all know how good of a trainer he is. Johnny V, you don't know me, need for me to sing his accolades. Who's your Philly? Philly Parks makes a little bit of sense there, a little bit of a wordplay. Uh, horse loves the distance, is informed this year, was great last year, likes the slop. I think it's six to one. That's my play. Yeah, I'm going to go with a six to one shot, but I'm going to go to the horse just outside of Who's your Philly, and that's the five occult for Chad Brown, Irad Ortiz. We talked about. Irad hopping off of horse in in the ninth at, at Belmont at Aqueduct, and you know this is one of the race one of the horses he's riding. Um, you know this three year old filly out of Into Mischief by Magical Feeling. Um, I'm going to go third star off the layoff. This is why Irad. One of the reasons why Irad is here. Love the work last uh, September 16th, uh, where he went four furlongs or she did in 48, uh, 15th out of 67 best. Um, I think improving. I think when you look at, you know, off track is run well. I mean, two good tracks at Aqueduct, mind you, uh, made special weight one um, and also won, a, you know, a, a stakes race. Um, you know, not a graded event, but one, uh, the, you know, in January. So uh, I'm going to go with an improving three-year-old out of Into Mischief by Chad Brown. I ride Ortiz aboard. I agree with you about pretty mischievous. Uh, always there. Workmanlike. Could easily win the race. I'm not a huge fan of Hoosier Philly. I understand why you got it. John Velasquez, obviously an older jockey, seems to work wonders with talented horses. And I've been I've been a fan of hers in the past, just not a fan of hers on Saturday. I'll go with the five occult. I ride Ortiz, Chad Brown, six to one on the morning line, the five and the cotillion at Parks. Yeah, and a horse I'm gonna throw in underneath is the seven defining purpose. And I think it was either last week or the week before I was talking about patterns and horses and how Certain horses run good race, bad race, good race, bad race. And to me, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Uh, maybe it's just um, coincidence. But Defining Purpose is a horse who has been well-backed in many races, uh, seems to run well just about every race, and is coming off a race where she certainly didn't run her best. So I would expect a better effort here. Has run well in the slop, is really good at this distance. Uh, Kenny McPeak likes to bring horses in at a little bit of a price. Four to one's not a bomb shot, but at a cross traffic, I think this three-year-old's getting better. Uh, I like the price at four to one. So that's going to be my second pick in this race. But overall, it was a, a solid field here. Uh, you know, we all both wish that this race was is, is running a fast track. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. But a competitive field, and I look forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to use the five on top of the three, four. Um, I'll throw your seven in. I also think the two... Ceiling Crusher is it's O'Neill coming east with Edwin Maldonado aboard. Um, you know, really nice run in the Tory Ponds, a grade three at Del Mar. Um, won that race by eighth lengths. I know it's going to be front end. Wet number on daily racing form, not all that bad. I think I'd throw the two underneath. I don't think Ceiling Crusher can win it at five to one on the morning line, but throw underneath. I really like the five occult at six to one. Bet of the ponies, and this is the top of the stretch here. Best race of the weekend of the week at the race that we think you got to get involved with. And that's the 13th race at Parks on Saturday, which is the grade one Pennsylvania Derby, a mile and an eighth on the grass moose. A mile and an eighth on the grass. A mile and an eighth on the dirt moose. And 
a lot of great winners of the won this race in the past. Frosted, Bayern, um, a lot of good horses have run in this race. It's it's a really quality race. And what makes this race particularly today interesting or tomorrow is that none of the horses in here have ever won a grade one. So it's it's a good field of improving horses. If you look up and down the field, Scotland horse that ran really well in the past, struggled a little bit in the Travers. Magic Tap, a horse that's getting better. Saudi Crown, who uh, a lot of people thought would win the Jim Dandy and ran really well. So a good field here. West Coast Cowboy, Gilmore, um, reincarnate all the way on the outside. has gotten better as a three-year-old. So a good field. Not a, not, you know, you don't haven't seen any of these, you know, the big boppers of these three-year-olds that we've seen most of the year, but um, certainly horses that are getting better. Can I, can I make a venture a guess of who you went with? I you always do it for me. I think you went with the four magic tap, Asmussen and Gaffleone. I did not. I went close. It's my second pick for sure. I went with the. I went with the inside. I went with Sony Crown, who I think is just going to okay. away uh, <clears throat> down the stretch here. Who I think is just a horse that's again uh, ran well in the slop in the Dandy. Uh, you know, just you know, finished last out. You know, just missed beating uh, Forte, beat Angel of Empire, beat Disarm. Uh, I'm surprised this horse is only seven to two on the morning line. Always dreaming, another horse that liked the slop. So, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense here. I do like Magic Tap next out of Tap It. Um, Tyler Gaffleone, who, who's really emerged as one of the best riders. I think this is the horse that sits behind Sody Crown. And I, I think these two have a nice little stretch duel. But I think Sody Crown, to me, is has gotten better with every race, even in defeat. Um, I like these horses who kind of stick to their form and that this horse is a speed horse. Now, as you would like to say, you would probably expect Saudi Crown to bounce to the high heavens after putting up a 105 in the in the Jim Dandy, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure a hundred buyer is required to win this race. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think I agree with you. I mean, do you think you get seven to two though? I, I do because um, I, you know I think that reincarnate is going to get bet, and I also think Scotland's going to get bet uh, well off that six to one morning line. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I would love – I hope you're right. I mean, I hope you're right. I, I have a feeling you're not going to be, but, you know, you and I will, will see the odds and everyone will see the odds boards on Saturday in Philly. Um, you know, listen, uh, has done nothing wrong, ran really well, winning a race in the Jim Dandy, got run down by Forte, a questionable decision. Easily Forte could have been taken down and Saudi Crown could have been put up. Um, Brad Cox, Florent Giroux, nothing not to like, was well thought of. They spent a ton of money on him. Um, and is really good as advertised. I don't think he's going to bounce. Um, I think you might see a little bit of a regression. I mean, he was able to put together a 106, 105 back-to-back buyer speed figures. He's given enough time off. You know, had a very, very good workout. And has been really working, you know, like a locomotive in you know, September at Saratoga, uh, mid-September at Churchill Downs, um, and then yet another again, uh, workout at Churchill Downs again. I'm with you. I'm on the three Saudi crown. I'd use the four magic tap um underneath and i'd also show a little bit of love to scotland i'm gonna try and get reincarnate on the outside for bafford and jj hernandez out of the money i'd use scotland i think it was a, a step or a bridge too far going from the curlin uh to the travers get it understand that mott's never going to put in his horse in a position to you know to get hurt or to fail we understand that he's a true horseman but i think he was really happy with the way that the horse was doing and honestly horse didn't run terribly bad um, you know, got caught up in some pace up front. And then obviously, you know, all of that pace uh, folded right before our very eyes. But 
Um, I would use uh, I would use Scotland underneath. So I'm going to go three on top of the four or five are going to be my the way I'm going to look at the Pennsylvania Derby on Saturday at Parks. All right, so a family bet for us. We're, we're both in that together, uh, which I like. Um, when I do look at the four Magic Tap, I mean, I respect and I love the fact that you look at this horse and know that I like horses that are getting better. Uh, buyers are getting better, and you looked at certainly looked at the the wet number. Uh, it's interesting to me though, if you look at Sodi Crown, that wet number is well below most of these horses, and we've seen in the past that he's run well in the slop. So it just goes to show that you know sometimes these things are um, not perfect, but certainly a tool when you're handicapping. Yeah. I mean, listen. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I think it's interesting when when you look at um, when you look at Magic Tap uh, for sure. Uh, I think you respect Asmussen, you respect Gaffleone, and you respect the fact that he's an improving uh, three-year-old and has got an opportunity. Um. So out of the three races we picked, I'm going to venture to say we both think our bet bet is going to be in the Pennsylvania Derby. Is that true? Yeah, I love Saudi Crown. I'm with you. Yep. All right. So make sure Saudi Crown over Magic. Pass. I do That's like right. a cult in the Cotillion. I think a yeah. cult's got a good shot to win the race. Moose, um, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but I, I do hear the the sirens in the background. So make sure you stay out of trouble. Well, I'm in New York City, so you got the UN General Assembly going on. The East Side's an absolute parking lot, so it's a disaster. And just the the the. Yeah, influx of crime that's been going on. So stay safe. Thank you very much. Love you, Mons. Make sure to like <laughs> and subscribe, everybody. Bet in the ponies. Yep, bet in the ponies. We're here on the Bet Rivers Network. We'll be back next week as we get closer to the Breeders' Cup. For Moose, this is Mons. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.